The third morning after leaving Aeolia, one of the Greeks, a greying man whose skin had been tanned almost to leather, recognized the coastline of an island we were slipping past. He spoke to the men seated near him, and soon an excited buzz of conversation filled the deck. One by one, other men began to recognize landmarks on nearby islands. We were almost there. A noise from the sail made me look up. It was starting to flap, losing its taut shape. Ahead of us, the other ships of the fleet were slowing, their sails losing their curve as well. I risked a quick glance back at Lopex. He was slumped forward in his seat, his head across the neck of the bag, one arm still wrapped protectively around it. After three days and nights awake, he had fallen asleep. I bench-hopped to the stern to wake him before the other men noticed, but his long stretch without sleep had left him exhausted. Even shaken, he didn't wake. Look, came a shout from Yuri on his bench amidships. The sail! The men stared up at it. Lopex, he called. The wind has stopped. Dead asleep, Lopex didn't reply. Yuri loomed behind me. Grabbing my shoulder, he yanked me away and threw me to the deck. Well, well, he exclaimed. Now we know why he didn't want us to look back. His voice was nearly a purr. He's been holding out on us. He wrenched the sack from Lopex's unconscious grip and began to fumble at the silver cord with his stubby fingers. What's in here anyway? he muttered to himself. Not weaponry or plate, too light. If you're wasting our time with spices, Lopex, I swear I'll stuff them up your glautos and roast you on a spit. The bag twitched beneath his arm as he tried to unpick the knot. Random gusts whipped at his face and tugged at the sail. Suddenly I knew for sure what had to be in that sack. Stop! I shouted, scrambling up from the deck and launching myself at him. That's not treasure! Yuri glanced up and gave me a backhanded slap that knocked me against the stern railing. Want some, do you? His eyes narrowed. Well, boy, why don't you come here and get it? His free hand pulled a short knife from his belt. I circled, trying to approach, but the knife tracked me as I moved. Lopex! I shouted. Wake up! The other Greeks had twisted on their benches to watch, but Lopex remained asleep. I fainted toward Yuri, hoping to grab the bag, but his warrior's reflexes were too quick. Nearby, the port steering oar stood beside its empty seat, and I ran to unlace it, hoping to use it as a weapon. From behind me came a cry of triumph. I snapped my head around to see Yuri sawing at the silver cord with his knife. Couldn't he guess what the sudden wind whipping his beard meant? As I lunged at him, the cord parted and the mouth of the sack billowed open. A scream escaped the bag, like a hurricane unleashed. Yuri was blasted off his feet and thrown through the air into the sail, sliding down to sprawl across the benches below. In the sudden wind, the ship bucked like a terrified steed, tossing first one, then a second screaming man over the rail to vanish into the churning sea below. I scrambled up the tilting deck, already slippery with salt spray, trying to reach the sack before it could empty itself. 
the ship was thrown the other way and pitched me headlong onto the sack. A powerful splash of salt water from the surging waves below broke across the rail, soaking me as I struggled to seal the sack again, but without the cord, my hands were too weak to pull it shut. Alexei, what are you doing? A shout came from behind me. I spun around, still grappling with the sack, to see Lopex, soaking wet from the last wave, struggling to his feet. He stared at the sack in my hands. What are you doing? he repeated. His eyes narrowed. What have you done? It wasn't me! I bawled back over the howling wind, but he couldn't hear. Snatching the sack from me, he struggled to close it, but without the cord even his mighty grip couldn't force it shut.